0: what's up not much what's going on you
1: know
2: hello
0: hello
1: hello everybody the stars are out once again the universe is aligned how are we doing
3: good good uh
1: dreary rainy sunday morning where everyone's at yeah
3: that's why it's so dark over here on my side yeah.
1: Yeah, we're channeling yeah. the vibes here for sure. Besides oh, wait, the rock down hard. there in paradise, where how's your weather? Yeah, yeah, you you're the only. Uh, make it's, the rock it's actually
2: show. pretty. Sorry, um, yeah, it's been pretty warm the last couple of days. Well, we we all hate you,
1: just so you know. Based on that, I
2: don't well, know. It was we like fifty like here.
0: We got our first thunderstorm like legit thunderstorm last night uh, since like the summer and it was amazing that's awesome. yeah it's cool
1: uh, i'm not i'm not complaining about it at all especially since the snows, but ma- yeah let's just
0: talk about the weather
1: and drink coffee like old people on the sabbath <laughs> the let's, let's just do that for a minute cheers everybody it's raining my hip hurts that's why i not- <laughs> gotta do yoga in the morning i am just- so
3: sorry I- for my workout the other day
1: just like to publicly announce on the podcast that Joe Smith was the only soul brave enough to take the, uh, slime Saturday yoga class yesterday and we fucking killed it.
0: Yeah, it was awesome. great, man. It was fantastic. Those pigeon poses, man, really. I, I don't know what happened there, but they really did uh, a good thing for me. So really good, man. That's what I'm going to do a bunch more today. I think I might just watch TV laying like that.
1: I'm telling you that's uh, a, <laughs> That's how I learned to do the splits. I just held pigeon for like, like I would read a book in pigeon pose and just keep switching legs every couple minutes. So it works Sweet. wonders, man.
0: I got a couple of books I'm reading right now, so perfect.
1: Do it, yeah. <laughs> Message to everybody: hold the pigeon pose. What's been up with you, Mohawk Mandy?
3: Um, nothing much. Just trying to figure out my my work and school life going on because I'm starting welding school uh two weeks from now
1: so badass man
3: (laughs) so it's a process but you know it'll be worth it in the end I'm sure Uh, I'm excited about that
1: more importantly how are your workouts going
3: uh pretty decently I'm still sore from the one that I did what was it Friday (laughs) yeah because I never really warm up with a boxing workout but I did that and and I did legs afterwards and it's just a whole (laughs) other realm that
1: i forgot that yeah good. i i come <laughs> up with boxing with boxing a lot And when i first started doing it it was pretty taxing but now i i really enjoy it because it loosens up your hips too i mean especially if you, yeah. I know, you know how to box but you know when you <laughs> throw the when you throw the jabs and hooks right that all comes right. from your hip. so yeah and so i that,
3: used to warm up like that up. all the time but like i got into the routine of either just warming up you know on the, on the stairmaster or something like that and i I was like my buddy at the gym was like hey I got a few minutes like do you want to work out do you want to hit some pads with me and uh, Mark's sister was with me so she's like oh yeah let's go <laughs> she's Switch, starting please. and I was like sure so we did like to legs and I was like wow that made a really fucking difference like <laughs> Jesus
1: Christ that's a whole body thing for sure good for you yeah what about uh, you I'm pretty sore, but kind of- uh, not to cut you off no Randy I'm sorry
3: no 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 you're fine
1: how's your how's your powerlifting training bro yeah, not too bad. I've been just been pretty
2: busy with work lately. I've like, just been like, like working on my friggin' days off. They keep coming, uh, keep asking me to come mm. in to fill in.
1: You. Well, you got to tell them the gym's more important sometimes, dude. Yeah,
2: I know, right? Like, my comp's in seven weeks. I'm like, guys, I got to prepare for this shit, man.
1: Seven weeks? That'll go quick, man. Yeah. Well, like, it's the first of March now. So keep yeah no you're you're a day ahead down there we're we're holding on to february but uh keep us updated a little bit well i really would love to uh po- post all you can about you know your progress leading up to the uh the meet because i'll i'll repost all that stuff man we'd like to we would like to hear from you you're the do for you're the down there we need to represent mm-hmm. yeah well i'm surprised those shirts came in the other day so you have to wait for another five months i was so. gonna say it took a month instead of six who knew i i put, uh, I put, I put my uh, like satanic bat minions on it you know I, I avoided the post office and just casted the spell and it got there sooner so i'm glad to see that are you still missing stuff from me or from us whatever uh no Oh, yeah. Cool. yeah every time. so if anybody is in australia and orders stuff it might take six months to get to you, but just know that I will I shoot. think it's
2: me and my brother just buying your stuff down here, bro.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is just, but I love it. I love it. Hey, you got to get on it, man. Keep keep repping so we get more people in the Australian division, for sure. Then we can all come and hang out with you. It'll yes. be a thing. We all just want to come to Australia secretly. So.
0: Pretty nice. All
1: right. Well, let's start talking about Black Sabbath. Joe Smith, I know you listened to it this morning, bro. What yes, do you think? Let's, let's let give me give me a give me a out of ten rating. Where are you at?
0: Uh, for the first half of the album, I'd give it like a seven. Honestly, I really enjoyed like the first like, okay, sorry, not first half. The first couple of songs on the album I really liked, and then all of a sudden I thought Paul McCartney jumped on the album because it got all wingsy with the the. Uh, I forget the name of the song, but...
1: Uh, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about
0: it. That's it wasn't Ozzy, right. and right. it kind of threw me off. <laughs> I know,
1: but the more you listen to that song, the greater it is. Trust me, it's a good tune.
0: Okay, yeah, but um, I, overall, I think I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I'd say probably a uh, total scale is probably like, it's probably like a six, a seven, okay. maybe. Right. Yeah, a little close seven. It sounded... Uh, I mean, it sounded a lot different, but it's... Yeah. I don't know. You can just sort of tell that they're they're changing with the uh, uh with the the era. So yep. it's like they're kind of shift through and getting more into like the way that the rock started to sound in the eighties and they're kinda of, like kicking up. They they're kinda of, like leading the way, it seems like almost. They they are leading
1: the way and they don't get enough credit for it. That's why we have this to bring to bring to attention everybody how important this weird shit is. And I know, Adam, you like this record, right? You have to, because it's it, I, it's one of Iommi's best.
2: I actually listened to it, like, not long ago for the first time in years. Yeah. And um, it's it's okay, man. Like, it's been, like, a very long time since I've last listened to that album. But um, it's not too bad. But if I have to pick a favorite track, it would have to be the last track. Dirty Women.
1: Dirty Women. Yeah, that's the one they they kept that in the set for a long time after this one. This album came out. I think they even played it on their like last tour or whatever. And this is a an overlooked yeah, album. I yeah, I think so. I can't
2: remember. But I know it was on the reunion.
1: Yeah, it's a good tune. It's good riffs. And um, why I like it, I like this record a lot. Well, let me say that the last record obviously is my favorite, Sabotage. So Anything after that with Ozzy, there's only two more with Ozzy after it. it's this one. And then the next one, Never Say Die. So it does feel like a dip in quality a little bit. You know, production's not as good. Um, if you read into what was going on, as always with Black Sabbath behind the scenes, this, these two records in particular, this one and the next one, were recorded at like the most difficult times in their career. They were all fighting with each other. They were going to fire Ozzy like a bunch of times. It was all It was, it was all crazy. The legality of it. Their managers were suing them. So, how Tony Iomi allegedly, from reading his book, said he dealt with that is he just buried himself in the production process and just in the songwriting process and really didn't pay attention to like any any other shit. So, but that kind of led him to be like kind of a dictator in the band and like everyone was kind of like freaking out, but he was just in tune with it. If you listen to it, it does kind of sound. Super experimental. I think he was like trying to do like a little bit of the Zeppelin thing or the sound like Queen or like like some other kind of weird stuff that he, he wanted to put in there. And I think given the circumstances, especially, it really shows uh, like a bold, creative songwriting process. He took it. It's a, it's a cool sounding record and it, it's, it is pretty balanced. It's definitely Sabbath. It's definitely heavy there are doomy times on it, you know, and like gypsy and in dirty women, they sound like old school, like master of reality kind of riffs too, which is real cool. But, uh, Bill Ward wrote a song called it's all right. That we talked about earlier on it. We're going to get into that too. Track three. And it just sounds like a, a Paul McCartney song. It sounds like, yeah, it sounds like the Beatles and it's like a piano ballad and, uh, you know what the, like, as weird and off-putting as that song is, like, you would never put that on and say, like, that's Black Sabbath or anything. No one would ever, like, hear that out of nowhere and be like, oh, that's Black Sabbath. But in the context of the record, especially with uh, Iommi's solo on it, it's re- I think it's really cool. And it's, it's unlike anything that Black Sabbath's ever done before or since. And the whole band supported Bill Ward. You know, they were like, yeah, we want to do this. Ozzy was like, I don't want to sing it. It's your song. You know, so that was like, I think that was the moment in this whole songwriting process that they came together and were like, yes, we agree on this. And this is this like poppy, almost like ridiculously like flower power kind of it's all right soon. But every time I listen to that song, it makes me happy. And it's it will remind you that it's all right. You know, it's one of those things. It's all right. I love that song. And just where it is in the Sabbath whole world makes me like it even more. The first song, Backstreet Kids, is like super heavy. It's almost like proto-punky. It's like real fast to the pace, which is real different for anything they've done. This album, this whole album is real different. You Won't Change Me is like really deep, like meaningful lyrics and uh, crazy, doomy background music. There's like orchestra in it. It's super weird. The whole, the whole album is really perplexing. Uh, all moving parts stand still is what Iommi and Geezer Butler said is the most complex song that they ever wrote together with uh, all the tempo changes and just like different kind of chord progressions and stuff like that, that they were really trying to do like the progressive metal thing, progressive rock thing before a lot of bands were doing it, like we talked about earlier, like this kind of ushered in that, that whole sound of like the progressive late 70s, early 80s weird rock and roll stuff. And they were they were doing it before anybody, but no one really knew about it. And a lot of people don't like this album or it doesn't get a whole lot of credit or whatever, however way you want to call it because their management was so bad to them at the time that they didn't really promote it. They gave them like no money to record it and no money for, you know, look at the artwork. It kind of is like the worst artwork that Black Sabbath has had. had. But you know, looking back on it now, it's kind of interesting and funny. Ozzy Osbourne described it as two robots screwing on an escalator. So, <laughs> to, uh, if you really examine that, it's probably true. It's How accurate. I describe
0: it. dubstep?
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's what, it's is what it is. Uh, it definitely it stands out, you know. And that if there's anything I like in. Uh, music and in life is contradictions and being weird and just standing out. And this is, I feel like, of the original Sabbath albums with Ozzy. This one is kind of like the redheaded stepchild, if you know, forgive the overused expression, but it's just like stands out as weird and just what what's going on. But it's really good if you listen to it. If you give it a chance, I think it's really underrated and really good. The next one is even a little bit weirder, but not in a good way, I think. And we'll obviously we'll talk about it a little bit next week. I think Never Say Die is far worse than Technical Ecstasy. There are great moments on Technical Ecstasy, and it shows their uh, their bravery and their songwriting, like they were really trying to go progressive and then to, in a different way under all sorts of crazy, shitty circumstances. Before a lot of bands were, and they still don't get credit for this whole era. Really, like even when we started with. Uh, like volume four was like the transition album, Sabbath, buddy, Sabbath, Sabotage and this that is uh, just like a crazy, progressive, interesting music that they don't hardly ever get credit for, unless you're like talking to a really well-versed black Sabbath fan, like the mainstream rock world hardly ever gives any of these records any love. And I think they, they show them that they're most creative. So if anyone out there is listening to this, that is not familiar, with any of these later era records, I would really recommend you just give them a shot. Uh, listen to them a few times, they grow on you. My least favorite song on here is She's Gone. It's like a super sappy over dramatic breakup song with like orchestra in the background. And uh, Sabbath has been known to do some sappy breakup songs, but the best one is Changes on volume four for sure. And like, this felt like it was like trying to do that again. It's just not, not there. It doesn't fit on the record at all. Even in a weird way, I feel like it doesn't fit on the record. Um, Rock and roll doctor is about a real person uh, that would show up and shoot them full of uh, drugs and adrenaline and all that stuff before they would tour, which a lot of bands have a doctor feel good shout out to Motley crew. Motley crew can make an appearance on the Sabbath Sunday podcast. sometimes. So, yeah, it's it's a basic rock song. So is Dirty Women. Dirty Women's a little more extended, it's a little cooler, it's a little groovier. But all these show Tony Iommi and the band coming together in crazy circumstances to make the most interesting record they can. And I think they definitely did. So uh, I I really enjoy I really enjoy this record. I hope you guys did too. I know uh, I know Mohawk Mandy, you're a huge fan, so thanks for thanks for hanging out and talking about Sabbath with us too. I do yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I just re- I really want more people to – I'm not more people, just more Black Sabbath fans, more of our followers, whatever, to uh, give these later records a shot because there's lots of meaningful stuff on here that uh, really unfairly gets overlooked. And uh, we uh, like to talk about creativity and artwork and stuff as much as we like to talk about lifting and eating meat and lifting weights and drinking blood and all that stuff. I think this is a cool – a cool uh, example of expression for Sabbath, especially. And uh, it starts to fall off a little bit after this one. So that's why I'm holding on to this one and being excited about it because uh, it starts to dip on the next record. And then it gets into the D.O. years, which is I know a lot of people like D.O. a little bit more than Sabbath. We're going to have that whole debate. That's going to be a whole thing later. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a whole thing. Adam, you
0: look real excited about that.
1: <laughs> okay, let's do. I know.
2: Uh, Can we skip? Never, never say die, and then go into the video era. <laughs> we <laughs> might do
1: it. We might do it. What do you think? I don't know. We might have a actually
2: like one track that I like from that album, and that's it. It's never say die, and that's
1: it. I, the only, interesting, because the only song I, we could just talk about, never say die, right now. Let's, let's just <laughs> I, we. Uh, the only song I like on that album, I really like on that album, is Johnny Blade. Oh, yeah. Johnny Blade's a cool song. It's, uh, yeah, we, I'm, I'm going to save it for next week. Don't worry. But we might, we might not talk about Never Say Die next week, because uh, I don't know if any of you listen to my to the lifts and Riffs podcast I do with Shuler. He, uh, he hosts that radio show, Death Drive 90.5. He's awesome. He's a super nerd. Cool. Yeah, he's, he knows a lot about music, like way more than I do. That's why I mostly take a backseat during that podcast and just like interject some weirdness in there and let him run with it. But uh, he's a huge Sabbath fan. Volume four is uh, is one of his favorite Sabbath records. And they just released like this like super deluxe vinyl box set. I don't know if any, if you saw that. But uh, we both got it. And we both haven't listened to it yet and didn't open it because we were like too busy. And we want to like take like six hours to like digest it. So we might have a special on the Blacks on the Sabbath Sunday podcast back to volume four covering the super deluxe box set next week. He might co-host this with me and it might it might be a fun, crazy different time. So we just were texting about that last night. So that might happen or we're going to cover your favorite record. Never say die. (laughs) It's one or the other. It's going to be really different or it's going to be. All right. We're going to cover. Never say die and talk about weightlifting as we do. But uh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I know you like Dio. We can talk about Dio if you want to. Uh, what What do you? I know you like the Dio era more, Adam. So tell me a little bit about why you like the Dio era more, and then we'll we'll have, we'll have a pre debate to the debate right now.
2: The vocals just fit in with Tony Iommi's guitar riffs. They do, you know. But I it's like, I guess he's like the inventor of power metal.
1: True, true. I'm not disliking the Dio era. I just don't like it as much as the Aussie era. I think Dio's fucking sweet. And like I wish he was still here and I wish I wish the heaven and hell was still a thing. You know what I mean? Um, he very much sings over Tony Iommi's riffs. He extends them. He makes it like more melodic, whereas Ozzy, I mean Ozzy's not technically a good singer, right? Like I don't know if I know much about like what's technically being good a good singer is. But he's very much his own thing. And he sings like to the riff of Tony Iommi, you know. And that's why I feel like it fits, technically fits a little bit better. Because he's on he's point with it. But Dio just took it and made it his own thing. And uh, have you ever listened to, I'm sure you have the Live Evil album. with uh, Bits of it. Like yeah. I've heard
2: like him doing like Wall Pigs and stuff like
1: that. Right. And he does a lot. They do a lot of master of reality tunes on that. And he he sings sweet leaf, and uh, from the first record he sings N.I.B. And he really makes it his own thing. And that that's like my favorite Dio performance, is because he takes those Aussie songs that are so like rigid to the riff, and really does make him his own thing. So I'll give Dio some credit for that. And I think everybody should listen to that too, along with Technical Ecstasy today. Yeah. What do you think, guys? I don't know. I'm a I'm a I'm, a, I'm chill on this Sabbath Sunday today. I haven't had like six cups of coffee, so. Um, my
0: only relationship with Dio is the song rainbow in the dark and I love it because it's cheesy as fuck
3: yeah that's that's a good one I like Dio like sometimes he like I agree like it can be like a little cheesy and a little over the top or whatever but I like it I do too. I like that type of stuff because it just shows like the passion I guess like yeah it's a little cheesy but like I'm going with it (laughs) like
1: yeah I'm all all for cheesy for sure it's just like when every song is about rainbows and dragons (laughs) It just is like a little bit much, you know, like like especially his solo career. And uh, I, lo- I love Rainbow, though. The original Rainbow Band, those yeah. first couple records are, are sweet. It's just like even on uh, Dehumanizer, which is Black Sabbath's like 92 record when Dio came back, Tony Iommi literally made him stop writing about rainbows and like demons and dragons. He was like, we're going to do like a concept record that's going to be dark and like you can't sing about this stuff. And I think it pissed Dio off and they got into like fights about it. And like Dio was very felt very strongly about his like medieval vibe, fantasy metal vibe he got going on. But um, going back <laughs> to what you said, Adam, about inventing power metal. That's the thing. I'm, the, I'm just not the biggest fan personally, I don't think, of power metal, you know, like that whole thing. But uh, do you know any bands that you can cite that maybe I should, I or we should listen to? That is power metal. That might love us. That might give us the love to you. Manowar. Manowar. Yeah, I don't think that's going to change my mind very, very much. <laughs> <laughs> I'll i will pick it on you, dude. I love you. It's okay. Don't worry about it. You got I've never—I never listened to Manowar, but that's like one of the first bands
2: that just came into my head. So
1: yeah. Definitely, I would say Iron Maiden is mm-hmm. power metal, right? Like Power Slave for sure. And I think that's better than Dio
0: era Sabbath.
1: That's just me guys. I don't know. I got,
0: I got nothing to interject really.
1: It's yeah, so, no, okay. What about what's going on with the murder folk dude? Cause I've been listening to it.
2: Yeah, me yeah, too. I mean,
1: are you <laughs> yeah. enjoying it? it's Today's a bad. perfect day for some murder folk. We got a dreary rainy day. We can just like think about how happy we'd be to die and yeah. just like yeah. kick back.
3: I'll tell you what though, like I played it and like mark someone who would just he'll listen to anything, right? So like I put it on, I'm like, you have to hear this song, you're talking about this genre. <laughs> and yeah. he's like, What the fuck is this? But he's like, it's not bad.
1: I feel <laughs> like he'd be down with it. I feel like it,
3: more- it was, yeah, it's not bad. He liked the one um about death a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, Harley Poe's cool.
0: Yeah, they've got some other kind of weird, weird stuff, but they seem to kind of be like I just like horror and whatever style of music they feel like playing at the time and they'll just write songs about zombies and mummies and just kind of I like it when people push that stuff in there because you know yeah. horror's always kind of been a thing for me and anytime yeah. it reaches its way into something I'm doing I'm I'm more than happy with that so
3: and it's so different like everybody's used to like Calabrese and they're used to like the horror punk and all that stuff but like when it's unnaturally somewhere else you're like oh what is this
0: <laughs> yeah but it's, it's not really, as aggressive as some right. of the, like, hardcore, like, uh, murder rap or, yeah. <laughs> like, the horror core rappers. I, you know, I, yeah. not to talk about ICP on here. Not that I listen to the Insane Clown Posse nor have anything, <laughs> like, terribly negative to say about them. But some of that stuff gets a we little get much.
3: <laughs> yeah, it gets old.
1: <laughs>
0: we, I, do you guys know
1: the Gravediggers, though? Like, with, it, like, AZ? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's I do not that's what's up you need to check out the great first album it's called six feet deep and it's like horror murder rap but the uh the rizza is in it from after when the wu-tang broke up he uh
2: oh
1: yeah he, he went cool. in with the great it made the grave diggers which is like a super dark cool rap band everybody i'll
3: definitely look into that
1: yeah yeah you you would love it I think. <laughs> You would love it more than me, probably. Yeah. We're gonna talk about the grave diggers next week. That's your homework. Yeah, I'll definitely look into that. Do it. Riz is great. Great. Yeah, um, you guys ever listen to the Bloody Hammers or hear of the no. Bloody Hammers? Speaking nope. of Horror music. They just put out a pretty cool new record. It's kind of like cheesy, but at the same time, it's kind of like supposed to be. So it's like be. B, almost like D grade like horror movie like hammer horror classic gothic stuff it's like uh it's kind of industrial it's kind of doomy, but it's like super melodic and gothic like a typo negative kind of thing the bloody <laughs> hammers are awesome there it's like a husband and wife duo and uh it, it would fit very well into the murder folk whole realm of uh interjecting horror into Different kind of music. I think you guys would like that. That's a that's another.
2: You're getting into some new music now, so I can play this
1: at work. Do it. Play it at work, man. Play the bloody hammers in the kitchen. That will make everybody happier. (laughs) uh Use your knives better. (laughs)
2: Yeah, rock. I'm whacking on my playlist.
3: Yeah, I'm doing the same thing right
0: now. (laughs) I mean, my my list is ever growing here. Of. And two, and and things to check out. So
1: good. I like that. I like that. This is what this has kind of turned into. Then that's the point of like listening to Sabbath and deriving all the inspiration and seeing all the different paths it can take you in. You know, it's 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 limitless. And we I, I, and our
0: musical knowledge based on that. And that's what it's all I, about. Don't know why listening to Sabbath earlier today for some reason reminded me of the Judgment Night soundtrack. See, it's there's I, no you, reason. Are you familiar with the movie Judgment Night? And I, I,
1: I want to say yes really bad, but no.
0: Have you ever listened to the Judgment Night soundtrack?
1: I am a going to now. And like I said, this is what's important about this podcast.
0: <laughs> a- it was a weird time in the 90s where a bunch of bands decided, hey, let's go ahead and work together. And the Judgment Night soundtrack is one of the strangest examples of metal and rap <laughs> working together where it's bands like oh let's see here Slayer and Ice-T have a song they do together that Faith one. No More and the Booyah Tribe <laughs> Sonic Youth and Cypress Hill together on songs
1: oh, I'm it's ashamed that I don't know about this
2: Yeah,
0: oh, you need to look it up because it's kind of one of those um It's sort of one of those weird things that just happened in the 90s. It really only happened once on that soundtrack. But I'm looking at uh,
3: Helmet and House of Pain. What is that?
0: (laughs) Helmet and House of Pain. That's a a combination is what that
3: is. It's like cigarettes
1: and coffee of the music world.
0: It's, It's a really, really interesting soundtrack. And it's just kind of this weird amalgamation of sounds where they take like a little bit from side A and a little bit from side B and just sort of throw them together. And it just sort of sticks. I don't know and that's kind of the way i've been listening to sabbath it's like they're taking all of their sounds from previous stuff and throwing it against the wall to see if it sticks with another style yeah and uh sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't just like the judgment night uh soundtrack sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but
1: you the only place that you'll hear black sabbath compared to the judgment night soundtrack is right here on the Sabbath <laughs> iron worship podcast and we're proud of it we're happy to have you for that joe smith i'm i'm This is going to be, I already have it logged. This is going to be my leg day soundtrack tomorrow. It's going to get, (laughs) it's going to get huge and motivating.
0: Yeah. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, it's, it's wild, but yeah, it's good. So
1: what do you guys pull out when you need some, uh, when you really, when you need the motivation, like the Monday morning leg sessions that we do, like what do you like to listen to when you really need to be fired up or does it change? On a it, daily basis, do you have any go to's in the chamber?
3: <laughs> it changes for me, but I'll tell you what I played last leg day, which oh. was Friday. Um, I'm looking at my Spotify thing right now to see what I played. <laughs> I had some Sick Bubblegum by Rob Zombie.
1: I love that song.
3: Um, what else did I have? And I always like mix it. I had some Emirror, if you guys know them,
1: yeah,
3: I know they're kind of like.
1: Hey, like on the no, bottom of no, no shame here in anything. Else. Uh, I love Rob Zombie. Like yeah. I feel like most people like like uh, Funko Pop like vinyl figures. That's the way I love Rob Zombie. You know?
3: Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> uh, Avatar is good. I love Avatar.
1: Yeah, Avatar is cool. I've saw them live and they're like way. Did
3: you? Yeah. yeah, they're sweet. Mark got me and some. I was like, I love this. And then I actually have my friend's band. Um, he just came out with a new song. And I put that on there, it was pretty sweet. Um, He's definitely more of the like metalcore type vibe. It's cool. And uh, that got me going. Pretty cool breakdowns on that song.
1: What about you, Adam? You need to pull that like 900 pound deadlift for your competition in seven weeks. (laughs) What is, what's the song that's going through your head?
2: Well, at the moment, it's my friend's band, um, Bad Mood Board. The new, the new song that that came out that I tagged you in.
1: Okay, that's your friend's band.
2: Yeah, I'm um, really good friends with the guitar player. I've known him for like ten years or something.
1: Oh, cool, man! I didn't know that. I thought you were just like these guys are from Australia and sweet, Check them out. I didn't know you knew.
2: Oh uh, yeah, um, yeah. I I met him through another friend that he was in the same band with him like years ago. So kept in touch. But oh. yeah, their the song hit number one in the Australian like metal charts or something
1: that's the oh. i I'll, uh, I'll i'll send them a message i know they messaged me on instagram so i'll uh did they i'll i'll rep them. yeah nice
2: yeah and they cover a bad guy by billy eilish so good. yeah but yeah so heavy. Cool. you got you guys got to listen to it like the the last bit it sounds like it keeps like periphery
0: okay
1: what what's what's the band name again so everyone listening will know Uh, bad move on all right, everybody look that, look into that. And I just would mm-hmm. like to also say that in my Judgment Night soundtrack research, you can get an limited flaming orange and yellow colored vinyl on walmart.com for 28 bucks. And yeah. I might have to do that. And <laughs> I'll cover it on a Tunes from the Crypt episode in the future, which we are filming new Tunes from the Crypt episodes. We've been all week. We're revamping the, uh, the YouTube channel. Trying to keep that alive. It's fun. Um, Cool, cool, cool. New Messing call that videos coming. (laughs) New Season of the Lift Vintage Green Poster Baseball Tees made available exclusively for St. Patrick's Day so you can drink all your Guinness and it can go straight to your biceps. I would uh, check those.
3: Yeah, that looks really cool.
1: I'm definitely buying one next payday. Thank you, man. It it will get to you by St. Patrick's Day next year about that yeah exactly uh, we're uh we're, they're they're limited as most of the things that we do are but uh there's a haunted house in our area that i i've talked to before talked about before this does the same they do uh every holiday so they're doing a saint patrick's day one for the first time this year and we're going to be there selling those so we we did them for that but also for for everybody if you need a spooky saint patrick's day lifting tea you can go check those out those are available now secretly made available to the lifting dead army i didn't announce them yet but they're on the website if you if you look at it i just assume nobody goes deep enough into the website to look at it so we'll be all right i'm glad you guys <laughs> like it
0: uh, yeah it looks really great man yeah. yeah that's awesome
1: thanks guys and thanks for all your support and i would all, i'm always open to uh suggestions and if it, you know if design comes out you're like i don't know about that one i would <laughs> I, I i trust you we're friends now at this point so it's like let me know i want to do what's best for the whole army and you guys are great representatives of it and uh I love you I don't mean to cut it short but I got a fail so I'm giving you all a fist bump Dude, all man, right. any last yeah, any yeah. last words from anybody uh any hold on one one by one Wilson two, Phillips yeah. okay. <laughs> one at a time one at a time kids go ahead Joe Smith
0: uh Hold On by Wilson Phillips is an excellent song to squat to.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and I forgot to mention my guilty like a weird pump up song I have, and I don't know why I get pumped up to the song is Rocky Mountain Way by Joe Walsh. It's almost like, I don't know why. Listen to it though. The riff, something happens, something gets going. It's like the old American, like I don't know, whatever. Anyway, Adam Gorak, what did you have to say?
2: Have you listened to the new Alice Cooper album yet?
1: Yes, I have. Detroit Stories. There is nothing by Alice Cooper that I will not love and not at ever. And I, I'm not going to lie and say it's my favorite Alice Cooper record, but I love Alice Cooper so much that anything he does is gold in my eyes, especially like now. He's like, what, like 75 or whatever, and he still makes, like, love them. The new Alice Cooper record rules. What do you think? Yeah, I, I liked it. Sweet. Good. I'm glad we're in agreement because we're born. <laughs> That's right. <great. laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, done. Wait, no, <laughs> Mandy, what do you have to say?
3: Uh, nothing, lift heavy, and have a good week.
1: <laughs> we love you, we love you all. It's always a pleasure. Thank you guys. At ease.
2: See ya. Take care.